we are talking about socialism, capitalism. Where did Jesus fall when it came to all this stuff? Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned yesterday how, like for me in particular, I remember being, and I don't know if you and I have ever talked about this, I remember being in school and having it packaged to me that capitalism was real bad mm-hmm. and socialism was really good mm-hmm. and it was like that all through school. I even heard it at church at different points. I heard it in college. Yeah. And How is it in America Hello. that you can, <laughs> how is it in America that you can be taught that capitalism is bad? Like know. that is so anti- American culture, yeah. like that's ridiculous. But anyway, well, go ahead, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> I just was not expecting, and then strong pastor came in. But no, like it was, it was kind of packaged yeah. that way. So when I moved here and I started learning more of the word, it really had a stark contrast in my brain. I'm like, this is right. I, yeah. Like I didn't understand it, and you really needed to take time and kind yeah. of walk me through the things of God to yeah. to help unravel some of that stuff. Yeah, well, I think that it's important to look and see what what was God up to, and what is He socialist or capitalist? Yeah. Which, if he if he leans one way or the other, what what way does he lean? Right. Is he right down the middle of the road? You know, <clears throat> I think one of the things that is very important. That's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at some scriptures. We mentioned some of that yesterday. But we're going to look at, at it today. If you have any questions, make sure to drop them in the comments. They'll make sure to record them, and we'll try to get to all of them. Uh, we make no promises. <laughs> but, uh, but we don't get to them live. Yeah, we'll get we do, we do try to answer them. A matter of fact, the other day, um, somebody left a message on one of them. They said, I really want to know about this. And I said, look, go to, go to What's Right. Send us an email. I, we'll get in touch with yeah. you personally to help yeah. answer some of the questions. If you're, ju- if you're just wanting to actually know, if you're genuinely wanting to know things, about the word, about God, mm-hmm. we want we we want to help in that yeah. way. If you're just looking for a debate, we don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not, we're not debating. Mm-hmm. And um, but one of the things that's uh, that's very um, interesting is in I think the main place where they look at is Acts chapter two. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so let's go there and let's look at this first. So is Jesus a socialist or a capitalist? And, um, you know, I, again, it really bugs me that in America they would teach and give kids the idea that capitalism is the evil. And what's funny is that actually what you see in socialism is what they say capitalism is, is yeah. what that is. That's a, that's an, that is a trick of the enemy that he's been using for a long, long time. And even the Bible references it. I think it's in Romans chapter 2 that the person who judges somebody else becomes guilty of that. And then it says, another verse says, uh, you know, I'll, I'll paraphrase it, but basically if you think somebody's a thief, if you're a thief, you think everybody's a thief. Right. You know, if you, if you see things as evil, then you think everybody else is evil. If you're evil, you think everybody else is evil. And so the devil constantly, uh, and the people that follow the devil, not God, constantly will see those things in other people, even if they're not true, even if they're not true. And so that's one of the tactics that he uses. And then he'll throw out spin and he'll say, well, this is, you know, like right now, this is a crazy thing right now is you did not have any on one side of the Republican or Democrat aisle, right? You didn't have any of one side of that wanting to defund police. Yeah. 
But now, but you had the other side of the aisle wanting to defund police. But now they're literally saying, the ones that wanted to are literally saying that the other side did it. And, and people are buying that stuff, and they'll believe that, well, that was all them, because when they played that card, it didn't play well. So now they're flipping the script, and they're spinning it, which is an absolute ridiculousness. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. And that's the tactics the devil uses all the time. And that's what you see with socialism and capitalism. So literally, uh, you pulled up some graphics for this broadcast, mm -hmm. yeah. and as soon as you pulled up capitalism, it was all these different graphics propaganda type graphics turning it to be the bad thing yeah. Yeah. and one of the things that we talked about yesterday is capitalism is not necessarily evil or good it's neither it's a vehicle based on the people that use it yeah. if you have somebody that's evil it'll be evil if you have somebody that's bad it'll be bad the difference is socialism actually always leads to a bad place because of the way that it's structured in that way. And one of the things that you see is Jesus, a socialist or capitalist. And, and if you're looking at this going, if you're looking at this and you're saying, well, I really thought that socialism was good and now I can tell that you don't believe that, I'm clicking off. Hold on. You know, like what one of the things that we said yesterday was when you're dealing with something that's so important, it's important to face facts. It's important to face an uncomfortable yeah. situation because what hangs in the balance is so important. Yeah. And so hold on for just a minute. Let's look at the Bible and let's look at these scriptures. So this main one, most people use this as a support of socialism, yeah. the scripture I'm going to right now. And yeah. I did. Like, and you did, and yeah. Like we said yesterday, I came to Boomerang thinking that socialism was great. And with this scripture, this yeah. is what... So I get, I get if you're like that, but just hang on. Yeah, Let's hang on there. because we want to look at one of the things that they say is, and you can have, y'all can have these too. But um, one of the things that, one of the things that the Bible says so very clearly is that if you continue in my word in this Bible, then you will know the truth, and yeah. then the truth that you operate in and continue yeah. in will set you free. Right? So we want to have true freedom, not false freedom. Right. We want to walk in true humility, not false humility. Yeah. So false humility uh, puts on puts on that like, well, I've checked this out and I just think this is the best thing. And But if it's not what lines up with what God says, it's not really humility. True humility is following after what Jesus said. So yeah. we don't want to look at what a history lesson taught us. We don't want to look at what our neighbors taught us. We want to go back to the source of all freedom, the source of true freedom, yeah. and let's see what it says and how it's laid out. And there's a major part in this verse that is not taught, and that's why it can be addressed and seen as socialism. There's right. a major portion of it. So let's look at Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 44 through 46. So you'll see here, in verse 44, you can go ahead and read it. It says, And all those who had believed were together and had all things in common. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need. Day by day, continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. Okay, so what you see is like this. They had all things in common. And that sounds nice. And it was great. This is a, this is a great testimony. This is God. Yeah. What happened in these verses was God. 
but it wasn't socialism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It wasn't socialism, yeah. right? And here's why. Because so socialism forces you to do something. Mm -hmm. This was not forced. Right. Yeah. This was not forced. It was their choice. This was their choice. I want to give. I, I decide I have the love of God in my heart. I decide to give, and I decide based off of my freedom, not based off of my freedom being taken and right. told what yeah. to do. Yeah. That's, this is the opposite of socialism. The motivation behind this is not a rule. It's not a law. The motivation behind this is the love of God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. That, that's a huge difference. And it's not funneled through no. a worldly system. No, right? no. That's a huge difference. They funneled it through the church or just directly, hey, there's a need. Let's yes. supply that need. Not, yeah. hey, you know, let's funnel it through, through you know. Governmental structures. Yeah, yeah. governmental yeah. structures so that they can do it. No, I'm going to choose in my heart and purpose in my own heart to, yeah. to, to supply the needs of my brothers because it's right. love. It's rooted in love and that's it's right. funneled through love, not mm -hmm. funneled through some. Well, and one of the things that we looked at yesterday in the opening statements of the Declaration of Independence was that our country is founded on the idea that people in and of themselves endowed by God are free. Yeah. Are free. People are free and should be free. They should not be enslaved. They should not be in bondage at all. And in the United States, the whole port purpose of the Declaration of Independence was to declare our independence from a government that did not give freedom to the people, yeah. right? And it allowed, and the purpose of government was to, from this day forward, is what they were saying, is to, the government upholds the freedom of the people, doesn't dictate what they can and can't do. Yeah. It upholds freedoms, right? It upholds those freedoms. And the moment that it starts taking freedoms, it has ceased to be a government that, that is for the people and by the people. And, yeah. and according to the Declaration, should be abolished and redone. Well, see, the, the government that we have in the United States is not is not a bad one. It's very good. It's actually structured very much on the, on the word. But when you have lawmakers that wrote laws for themselves, mm -hmm. lobbyists, things like that, when you have uh, the laws that they try to include all the stuff in, why is it that you have to include all this stuff into one bill? You know, when you look at all the different bills, they're trying to get, that's why what they'll do is they'll say, okay, we want to give, we want to give a, um, you know, a, a check to all the people because of COVID. But in this bill, we're going to add all of our stuff that we want to have happen. Mm -hmm. And then if you say no, then you just, you just denied the people their money. No, I denied the other stuff you threw in there. Yeah. See, why is it we can't just vote on one thing? Yeah. See, this is a way of compromising and not voting item by item. And so when you see lawmakers write laws like this, make, make these things available, now you immediately get into backdoor corruption, and you've got to watch out for that. And so you know, capitalism and a republic that we have, a democratic republic, is not bad at all, especially with the way that it was founded, how it was written. Man, it's beautiful. But when lawmakers start writing laws for themselves and things like that now yeah. it gets corrupted and we do have corruption majorly in america but it's not america 
that needs to be rewritten. Right. It's those laws. Yeah. It, it's those laws. And so, you know, one of the things I like to point out is capitalism's not not good or bad. It's just like what the Bible says about money. Yeah. Money's not evil. Money is not evil. The love of money is the root of all evil. It's it's the love. Capitalism's not good or bad. It's that love of money in capitalism that brings the evil in, yeah. right? And so that's one of the things that you want to see. And so when it goes to socialism, the the idea that's painted on in the course of history is that we all have this together. Nobody's lacking. Nobody's doing that. But that's not true. Anywhere where you've seen a socialist state, there's been lack. There's been people that had to wait on a, on a uh, surgical procedure. There have been people that have had to wait for this, wait for that. Uh, you have people that weren't allowed to have true freedom, go do what they want. They couldn't build up uh, to that way. Now, they have gotten a little bit better at it. Yeah. There are some countries operating in socialistic structures that are better than it used to be. But the issue is, the problem with the socialistic structure is, you're simply waiting for the wrong person to come along as its leader. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that wrong person mm -hmm. lies to the people, gets their, you know, grabs their attention and comes into yeah. power, the socialistic structure can immediately become a dictatorship and move into communism. Mm -hmm. and, and one of the things that you see is the capitalist society, the vehicle, vehicle of that capitalism and the democratic republic in America has been a thorn in the devil's side yeah. for years and years because we have represented freedom. Uh, we've upheld freedom around the world. We've sent true freedom around the world. Yeah. We've sent it in the form of the gospel around the world. And the devil will do anything to knock America off of that power. And so now what he's utilizing, and, and what you were saying, he's taught a whole generation, yeah. capitalism bad, socialism good. Yeah. And it's a plan and it's a ploy. But here's the thing. Who, and this is a great question, put this in, in there. Who are the financial backers of a socialist cause. Mm -hmm. Who are the financial backers of a socialist cause? Because these causes, they don't just happen. Mm -hmm. They don't just happen. Yeah. And a great statement I've heard for years and years is, follow the money. Mm -hmm. Who's backing it? Mm -hmm. And like, for example, you know, in this past year, I saw a graphic, and I haven't done the research. I didn't know, but it doesn't surprise me. I know, I know some of the figures are at least true. It said um, the wealth of the middle class went down like $3 billion. Sure. And the wealth of the highest, the most uh, wealthy men in the world went up $3 billion last year during COVID. Sure. Now, who stands to gain? You know, follow the money, right? Follow the money. Who are the financial backers of a socialist cause, right? And that's a question you always want to answer. And so what we want to do now is we want to look at more pieces of the word and not, not what we think, not what a history teacher thinks, not what our neighbor thinks. What does God say about this? And let's see if he's capitalist or socialist. Yeah. So let me read this. And uh, do before I read this on the definition of socialism, do you all have anything well, as you were talking, what came up to me when you were talking about who's who's backing it, uh, the Holy Spirit had actually brought up what's the motivation. So yeah. what, as you were talking, what I realized for me when I thought socialism was the end-all, be-all, greatest thing ever yeah. was I had a fear 
of I could not be a capitalist. I couldn't be enough. So I needed, it was fear-based. I needed wow. socialism wow. to ensure that I would be provided for. Yeah. And I really think that that's what a lot of the origins of socialism is rooted in. Like, even when I think back to friends of mine who have still believed this way, it's, well, let you we really should have so-and-so's healthcare system because I, I can't get healthcare good enough or I can't have enough yeah, yeah. or I don't have enough. Yeah. It's, it's a fear-based type thing. Yeah. So when you go to the root, a lot of times with socialism, it's fear-based. Yeah. I'm never going to be the top percent or I, I'm never going to be able to earn yeah. enough. So I want to have stability. I want to be covered. I yeah. want to make sure that my butt's covered and yeah. the government's going to, so it's a lack of trust. It's yeah. fear. So for me, that was what Which actually was. comes back to a lack of faith yeah. and a lack of knowledge mm -hmm. of knowing the supply that God has. Yeah. Yeah. So in other words, let us fear people and let us get their eyes off of God, just like Peter mm -hmm. took his eyes off of Jesus and get him all get them off of him being their source yeah. and yeah. let us become the source yeah. Yeah. right let our system become the source mm -hmm. and see ultimately it, here's the thing is socialists or capitalists i still have a source that is higher than them all yeah. through Jesus Christ because we're in the family of God because we accepted him as our Lord and Savior. We have an inheritance, right? We have an inheritance. And so that's the source. That's, that's why, the source. That's why the prosperity gospel gets so attacked yeah. because when you understand that Jesus has made you prosperous, yeah. you don't need a governmental system. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly just said this, people from Canada that had cancer had to wait years to be seen by the doctors because of the quote-unquote free health care for everyone. They would cross over to America to be seen quicker because it was that bad. Yeah. So what did that actually promote? The people with the money? The people with the money actually still got seen first. Yeah. So did that solve the issue? No. No, not at all. Mm -hmm. See, then that's, that's the issue is this doesn't solve the, the problem. It, it does. It actually mm -hmm. throws more in there. And in the, in the meantime, one of the, one of the big points of socialism is we all are equal. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, we already were equal. See, this is the same deception that was in the garden. Well, if you eat this fruit, you can be like God. She already was like God. Yeah. Eve already was. See, it's the same deception. Well, now we'll all be equal. The Declaration, the Bill of, Bill of Rights, and our Constitution already lays us out as equal. Yeah. Yeah. We already now, but it also lays out the ability to pursue mm -hmm. life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Right. So everybody has that. But in socialism, you don't. Yeah. You don't have that pursuit available to you. And if the wrong person comes around, <laughs> if the wrong person comes along, I want to say along and around at the same time, if they come around, all of a sudden, it can turn very quickly into a dictatorship, yeah. right? And so you, you're setting yourself up for failure. But here's the thing. We all want to be equal. But not everybody is equal in socialism. There's always a ruling class. There's always a ruling class. So the very thing, see, that's what they'll say the, the evils of capitalism is, is you got the fat cats at the top. Well, socialism has the same fat cats, but they have more power and control, and nobody's ever getting out of that system. Yeah. Nobody's getting out. They're not going to become a fat cat. They're never going to reach that, that top tier class. Yeah. But in capitalism, you can. Yeah. See, the people at the top know that. Yeah. And so they'll fund things secretly in the dark 
and, and, and fund things like Antifa. They'll fund different, different things around the world to push an agenda yeah. so that people will do it. They'll fund uh, teaching uh, teachers that capitalism's bad, socialism good, yeah. those types of things. Yep. So you have to say, who are the financial backers here, right? So I want to dig into what does the word say about this? Because ultimately, this is all these things we're saying are true, but we want to go to the ultimate source of truth, and let's look at how God approached this. Did you have something to add to that? Well, as you were talking in the beginning, like everything that just was brought up was what the Lord was kind of showing me, just the reality of who's, like the, who's the source, who mm -hmm. gets the glory, you know? And when you look, when you look at, at socialistic countries, I'm sick. I'll go to the government. They'll 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 provide my health care. Mm -hmm. I'm I like I'm on un, I'm unemployed or something like that. I'll go yeah. to the government and they'll they'll give me money. Like and and you even see that going on right now in yeah. our nation. You know where yeah. when when COVID came around and people got unemployed, they started tr putting like putting their trust in the government. You know because different mm -hmm. states started you know, paying people to not yeah. work. They started paying people who were unemployed. And not, not saying that that's a horrible thing, but when when the source becomes the government, yeah. like that's why when all of 2020, when I, you know, was technically unemployed, not receiving any salary, I, I, I sought the Lord and I made, and I didn't uh, take unemployment because I didn't want that to be my source. Yeah. And God provided over and above, but but you, but you look at those countries, and, and the government becomes their god, essentially. Yes. I, any need I have, I'll run to the government, and they'll supply my need. Mm -hmm. yep. and, and you can, and if you look in Scripture, you know, uh, you look at the way Jesus did things. You look at the way the church did things, especially Elijah, Elisha, the prophets. You know, they didn't create dependence. You know, yes. they created people who were dependent on God. Yeah. That's but they right. didn't create people who were dependent on people yeah. or, on, That's or right. on systems or on government. They did because that gets into a dangerous territory where we make people or a program our God. Make them God. the idol. Yeah, yeah, we make them our God. It crosses the first commandment that yeah. you shall have no other gods mm -hmm. before me. Yeah. And a God is not just somebody that you hit your knees and worship. A God is one that you trust. Right. Yeah. A God is one that you look to. It's your refuge. So when you yeah. look, if you look at, see, and, I, and I, I try to steer away from that any at all. If somebody starts to look at me as a pastor, mm -hmm. as the one that they go to, I'll say, look, I am not your source. Yeah. I, God may flow stuff through me, but I alone am not your yeah. source. It's God. And if it comes through me, it's God that's coming through yeah. me, yeah. not me, right? And so that's why, and look, here's the Merriam-Webster definition of socialism, which I'm glad you said what you, I'm glad I let you and ask you what that was that you had on your heart, because that pairs right into this. Here's the definition of socialism from Merriam-Webster. Any of various economic and political theories advocating collective or governmental ownership and administration. So in other words, the government owns it. They own the ownership and administration of the means of production and the distribution of goods. So literally, they make themselves the source of all goods and production and services. Yeah. So they, socialism, and I want you to see this, by definition, socialism sets itself up on the throne as the source. Yeah. Okay? Whereas in our republic, in a democratic republic and a capitalist system, 
you actually have the ability of each individual to seek God as their source yeah. and seek the favor of God to be raised up. Or they don't have to. They don't have to choose God. And so one of the things that you see is that in that, the government doesn't own the goods and services. The people do. Mm -hmm. Because the people are the ones that have rights by God. Government is instituted and authority is given by God, but yeah. it's not supposed to be taken and put as the owner or as the source, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. What was it, Hannah? Uh, go ahead and read that. She said, there's a great picture of a lion in a cage. He has all of his needs met, but has no freedom. One lion in the wild with no needs met, but guaranteed his freedom. God guarantees our needs met and more and freedom. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Amen. So now look at this. It says, I want, I want to give you this, and then we're going to look at some other scriptures. Find uh, the scriptures of the parable of the talents. Um, find the scripture where it says running the race. I think that's in Timothy. I think yours is in Matthew 25. All right, um, running the race to win. I want to read you this. Here's some history. I was watching a video that said, uh, they said, does that mean that communism and socialism uh, uh, are bad? And it said, this video said, not really. Sometimes they just fall into the hands of the wrong people. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the system in itself, I would say it's bad because it crosses commandments. Mm -hmm. You see, it makes the wrong thing the source, yeah. and it takes away the freedom of the people to choose what they want to do, yeah. right? So I would say it's bad. This was what the video said. No, it, it was spinning. It was selling. Not really. Just sometimes they fall into the hands of the wrong people. Well, what happened? what has happened in history when it's fallen into the wrong hands? It said... Uh, in the same video, right before it said that, it just said that thousands were murdered in one country and another was completely cut out. They cut out full use of the Internet to prohibit free thought. So in the same video, it just said they murdered thousands and they cut off the Internet. It's not that bad, though. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's, it's not that bad. In the Wall Street Journal reported in 2017, 100 years of communism... 100 million dead. 100 years, 100 million murdered because of communism. But it's not bad. Just, you know, if the wrong leader comes along. Well, here's the thing. A, people a bad person always comes along. Mm -hmm. A bad person always comes along. When you have something that is like ultimate power, how many, you've got people that don't have ultimate power now, and how many evil men are always stretching and reaching for that yeah. and coming up with plans and deceptions and smooth talk to do it? Imagine if you had absolute power. What power, you know, what do they do? That, these are what coups are made of. Yeah. They just take the power and then the government system set up, and then you've got people that just will listen to it. That's the beauty of America. It was designed to protect against such things. Yeah. It said, I said, a bad person always comes on. This is why our forefathers in America had such wisdom in setting up a system to protect against totalitarianism rule, totalitarian rule, and the ability to remove them if it was attempted. It, there was a beauty. And so here's the thing. Here's why we haven't had a dictator in America, although some have tried. Here's why we haven't had it. 
Because they know in this country, you try to do that, you're likely to be ended very quickly because it's, it's not how this country works, right? But in other countries that are set up, socialist, communist, then, then they're like, well, I can do it, and then I've got full control. I have full ru rule. Yeah. Hey, Pastor Toby, good to see you. So we're looking here at, let's look at these couple of verses here. Yeah. I want you to see this, all right? So the first thing is in, is it Timothy? Uh, 1 Corinthians. Corinthians, read that verse. Uh, 1 Corinthians 9, 24 says, Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but only one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may win. So now this is Jesus saying, individually run so that you'll win. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not everybody's equal, is it? No, there's stair steps on the podium. There's first, second, third, mm -hmm. right? And he's saying, run the race so that you... Th these are the thoughts of the Holy Ghost. These are the thoughts of the Father. These are the thoughts of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So is Jesus seeing that everybody's efforts are the same? No. Is he telling us to all just run? Does he say, just run, just run your race? Nope. No. What's he telling us? Run to win. Run to win. Put it in the comments. I'm running to win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm run Some people say, well, that's just Western thinking. No, that's Jesus thinking. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jesus thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Run to win. Yeah. Run to get a prize. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, let me see your Bible There's real also quick. in Hebrews 2, Hebrews 12. I Read think. that. Oh, let me go. Yeah. Well, uh, like go ahead. What, as she's turning there, one of the things that was, that, you know, has just, the Lord's kind of been reminding me throughout this whole thing is, that there, you know, a lot of people say, what would Jesus do? And when they say that, they're actually saying, what do I think Jesus would do? That's right. And That's I, right. And so, and I was reading, uh, Dr. Rodney said, um, you know, we shouldn't be thinking, what would Jesus do? But what did Jesus do? And yeah. what did Jesus say? Yeah. Great point. Um, so when we're Great looking point. at stuff like this, a lot of times when people go, oh, that's what Jesus would do that. Jesus yeah. would do that. But, but again, you look at the way Jesus talked, the way he acted, and we're going to be obviously be going through that yeah. even more. Yeah. But like, yes, he met people's needs, but they were dependent on him, not a government. You know, yeah. he never said, trust in the government with all your heart. You know, yeah. like yeah. He, he, like he always pointed people to him and his father. Yeah. He never pointed people to any man-made institution. The Bible actually yeah. says, curse is the one who puts their yeah. trust in man, you know? So it's important, it's important not to like, cause that's something that people have been saying for decades now. What yeah. would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? No. What did Jesus do? What yeah. did Jesus say? Yeah. And that's how we should. should not what you life. think. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. what you think Jesus yeah. would do and not what you think Jesus would say. Cause that's always just, what would I do? Yeah. <laughs> it, essentially. Well, and when you take personal responsibility for the scriptures, it's, it unlocks everything. Yeah. Like that yeah. to me was a key when I was coming out of the socialist yeah. thought process was I had the, the doctrine ingrained yeah. in me that God is sovereign so only his will happens and yeah. when i realized psalm 115 verse 16 that the you know the heavens are the heavens of the lord but the earth he has given to the sons of man and you start reading through the scripture of it's my responsibility yeah. to run yes. it's my responsibility yes. to run in a way that i win i can yeah. run but if i'm not running intentionally to win yeah. i will lose like yeah. and so you have lots of believers and people in the country who are running Kind of like they're just kind of running yeah. lackadaisically. But when you run with intentionality yeah. and and you yeah. take ownership of what the word says and yeah. what our responsibility is, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. So Hebrews 12. So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, let's just let's take a tally right now. Yeah. You answer this question for yourself. So Acts chapter two, they had all things in common. 
not motivated by command, but motivated motivated by the love of God. Yeah. yeah. Was that socialist or capitalist? Capitalist. Capitalist. capitalist I would agree. All right, the verse you just read in Corinthians. Run the race so that you may win. Socialist cap or capitalist? Capitalist. Capitalist, right. All right, let's go ahead and read that verse. I was just going to say Hebrews 12 says how to run. So lay aside every encumbrance, uh, run with endurance the race that's set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. So it goes to what Buddy was saying to ensure that you're fixing your eyes on yeah. Jesus and not an image of Jesus that we've created. Yeah. There was a sermon you did when I first moved here where you have this picture of Jesus and you were drawing on it. Yeah. Like it, there, this is what Jesus looks like. But then when we add our spin to it, it's a totally different picture. Yeah. And when you erase everything we've added to Jesus, you see the truth that's there, but we've got yeah. to be willing to erase that. Yeah. I, I realized that this probably wasn't the verse you were looking for. So No, that's fine. It's good. Read it again. Uh, Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the Father. So one of the things that you see there is he teaches us how to run better, mm -hmm. how to run higher. Does socialism teach us how to run better and higher or just be a cog? Just be a cog? In the machine. You don't have to try and socialism. Yeah, you just, just keep you. going. You don't have to go better, just be yeah. active, right? Like socialism really yeah. is the lazy man's government. Like you don't have to do anything. You just have to yeah. be. So is that socialist or capitalist? Hebrews 12 is capitalist. Capitalist, right. Okay. Um, Where's the one that says uh, boxing the air? Was that back in the one you just read? In Hebrews? I don't I think it's in Corinthians. Is it back in 9? If you find it first, put it in the comments. <laughs> it is... 1 Corinthians 9.26. Yeah. That's probably right where you were at. Therefore, I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. And is that where it goes on to say I run the race to win? or is It that says connected? that up above. Up above, mm -hmm. yeah. So you see that I'm not doing this just to be in motion. I'm doing this to win the prize. I'm doing yeah. this to receive a crown, right? Yeah. A wreath that here we receive a wreath in the games mm -hmm. that's perishable. Yeah. But there we receive a wreath or a crown that's imperishable. Yeah. In other words, I'm running for eternal rewards. Mm -hmm. We have crowns. How many times we just finished the study on uh, eschatology on the end times? D didn't we study on the crowns mm -hmm. that were given for eternity? Are those awards, are they given to everybody? Nope. So nobody, they, not everybody had everything in common. Mm -hmm. Nope. No, they got rewarded, right? Yeah. All right, so the crowns that we receive from Christ, is that socialist or capitalist? Capitalist. Capitalist. So we've got four verses already that's all capitalist. Okay, uh, let's, let's look at, at multiple different things. What about a man who doesn't eat? Doesn't, a man who doesn't work doesn't eat. Mm -hmm. Is that socialist or capitalist? Capitalist. Capitalist, right. So you're seeing that there's rewards. Look at Hebrews. Go to Hebrews 11, 6. 
See, if you're getting rewards for doing the same thing as everybody else, that's socialist. Yeah. But if you're getting rewarded for doing things differently, there's conditional rewards, yeah. that's capitalist. Yeah. Right? Read uh, Hebrews 11, 6. And without, without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So the condition is I've got to... Believe in him, believe that he is. I must believe that he is a rewarder yeah. and, and I have to diligently seek him, right? Yes, sir. That's conditional. Is that socialist or capitalist? Capitalist. It's capitalist, right? Let's go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, like, I, I remember listening to a, a radio program and I said that like I'm like 80. I was listening to a radio program the other day. No, I was, but uh, anyway, uh, it was a podcast, actually. I don't know why I said radio program. And, um, it was very fancy. I'll just, yeah, I'll just move on. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but there was a lady who, who was reaching out for advice, um, financial advice, because basically she was, um, she was in a position where she was receiving funds from the government based on where right. she was at. And, um, and she was having a hard time because... You know, she wanted to save up. She wanted to build, you know, like, you know, the Bible Bible says, you know, we're always supposed to be increasing. But if she would have reached a certain level, the government would have cut off all yeah. of their, yeah. all, all of yeah. their, you know, funding. So that made, see, there's systems in place that make people afraid to increase. Yeah. They're afraid to, yeah. to actually grow and get healthier in life because, because the system is set up to where if, if, if I reach a certain level of independency, then, yeah. you know, then, then all of a sudden, will I be able to make it? And that makes people dependent on that yeah. system. So like, you got to look at the system. Like, does the system make people more like, uh, does, do, do people come out of that system better or worse? Yeah. yeah. You know, that's a really important thing. Well, to look at. think about this with that line of thought as well. Is it better for a vehicle to be driven or to sit? Driven. Driven. Why? because it'll rot. <laughs> as it's in motion, it actually will preserve the life of it, mm -hmm. right? As long as you drive it on a regular place, mm -hmm. a regular uh, time frame. If it sits, mm -hmm. it will rot. Yeah. Lines will rot. Electrical will start to malfunction. There's problems with it. Yeah. it that's the worst thing you can do. Let the engine sit still. Well, people are the same way. Mm -hmm. You'll notice that as soon as they don't have a mission, mm -hmm. they they start passing away. Yeah. We were designed to produce fruit. It says it in Genesis. If I don't have a purpose and a goal, I lose the reason for my living. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times when you see people retire, it's not long after they retire. The people that live a long life after they retire are ones that have a purpose. Yeah. The ones that have a goal, right? They're the ones that will live yeah. A long time. If they if they retire from their job and they're not actively doing something, a lot of times they pass away within five years or mm -hmm. so. A lot of times. Yeah. All right. So think about this. So right now, because we had this very weird anomaly year last year with COVID, and but what you're seeing is that the government paid people ultimately to protect them, but to stay at home. Well, right now you're seeing. Mm -hmm a massive move in businesses that are having a hard time because people are still getting paid more money to sit at home yeah. Yeah. than they are to go back to work. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. 
Which is better for the person to sit with no purpose or to get back to work? Back to work. It's more healthy for them. It actually serves them better. However, what does our flesh want to do? Does our flesh want to go and do the work or does our flesh want to sit? Our flesh wants, our flesh to, wants sit. to sit. And so people that understand the psychology of that is like, let me be your savior. Mm -hmm. Let me be the one who saves you. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, now they've filled the role of the idol on the throne. Yeah. Well, just vote for me each time the ballot comes around. Mm -hmm. But it, what it actually does is causes a lack of health in yeah. the person. Yeah. And, and you're seeing scores of small businesses mm -hmm. having to shut down mm -hmm. because of this. Which means, where's the business going? Where's the money going to go to? Big corporations. The big corporation. Mm -hmm. The ones that have the money to lobby. The ones that have bought out all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. So they're just going to rise. Yeah. You know, you know, you've got some major corporations around the world who had the best year ever. Yeah. yeah. Best year ever. While mom and pop places went out of business where they've been working hard all their life because of the socialist ideologies that were passed even in a year like this. Yeah. And it's dangerous for yeah. the people. It strips the people of what they've worked for. It strips them of their freedoms in this way. And it's not according to this. Mm -mm. Okay. Let's read the parable of the talents. Um, so this is Matthew 25, 14. For it is just like a man about to go on a journey who called his own slaves and entrusted his possessions to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, each according to his own ability, and he went on his journey. Okay, so it didn't give it to everybody the same, no. but they had different abilities. Yeah. They had different abilities. Yeah. They were on different levels. Mm -hmm. We could stop right here, like, <laughs> good, good broadcast. Yeah. All right, just that point mm -hmm. in the parable, that yeah. point, socialist or capitalist? Capitalist. Capitalist, okay. Well, and I've heard people say, like, if you take all the money in America and then even it out across all the people in America, give it a couple years, everyone's going to be back in the same place they were, in, you know, to begin with because it's, yeah, it's a matter yeah. of ability, not a matter of... Well, it's a matter of their ability and their effort that yeah. they give to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, immediately the one who had received the five talents went and traded with them and gained five more talents. He gained five. He produced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He didn't just, he didn't just live or yeah. do it. No, he brought fruit in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now watch. If I can just be in motion, and we've talked about this before, but activity doesn't equal productivity. Yeah. God is very particular about people having fruit. Mm -hmm. Fruit means that I'm paying attention and good fruit and fruit that remains. So it's not just any fruit. Mm -hmm. It's increasing fruit. Yeah. yeah. It's higher production of fruit and it's better fruit. Yeah. Isn't that found throughout the word, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You, you see that you want fruit that's eternal. Fruit that remains yeah. is a standard that's conditional. Yeah. All right. So he went out and had fruit. He's not just active. He's productive. Yeah. So is the fruit production capitalist or socialist? Capitalist. 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 Yeah, okay. In the same manner, the one who had received the two talents gained two more. But he who had received one talent went away, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Now after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled the, to settle accounts with him. The one who uh, had received five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. 
His master said to him, well done, good and faithful slave. Okay, so in the parable, you know, in parables, you, you don't necessarily go line by line in parables. You get the major point out of it. The major point is what I've given to you, mm -hmm. multiply it mm -hmm. and I'll be happy. That's yeah. the major point. In this parable, God would represent the master, obviously. Mm -hmm. Is God judging that fruitfulness was good or bad? Good. It was good. So uh, an increase in production was good. Is that judgment socialist or capitalist? Capitalist. Capitalist. Okay. Um, well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. So because he did well, he was given more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Socialist or capitalist? Capitalist. Okay. Um, also, the one who had received two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one who received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But the master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank. And on my arrival, I would have received money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him. Give it to the one who has ten talents. For everyone who has, more shall be given to him, mm -hmm. he who, and he will have an abundance. But the one who does not have, even what he does have, shall be taken away. Throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. Je now this is Jesus mm -hmm. telling this parable, yeah. saying that slave was worthless. Yeah. Giving us the at least the idea yeah. that that slave was worthless because mm -hmm. of a lack of productivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you worthless throw out the worthless slave into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. All right. So now, uh, question. Mm -hmm. Think about this. That last slave, all he did was he took what he had mm -hmm. and he just brought that back without increase, mm -hmm. without a increased production. Was his actions and his thought process capitalist or socialist? Socialist. Socialist, right? And that's the one that Jesus in the parable says that was worthless take away from them. In mm -hmm. other words, this was the wrong thing to do. So is that judgment from the master and the point of the whole parable, capitalist or socialist? Capitalist. Capitalist, you see? So you can see it across the board. How about the verse that says, uh, you will be held accountable for every idle word. Every idle word. Idle means, if you look at the root of it and the original language, idle there means unproductive words. If my words are not producing, they're just, it's just chatter. I'm just doing normal stuff. If, if it's not actually bringing fruit, it's unproductive. Jesus calls it idle and will be held, will be judged for idle words. Is that capitalist or socialist? Capitalist. Capitalist. So how many things are we seeing? I mean, how many, I've just given you about 10 different scriptures where the thoughts of God, the thoughts of Jesus are capitalist. They're not socialist. Mm -hmm. It's not at all socialist. It's capitalist. And you can see that throughout the whole, throughout the whole Bible, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. 
Can you think, can you guys think of any other, can you think of any other scriptures that are capitalist versus socialist? Can you see, can you give me one scripture that's socialist? That's I can God's. give you ones that they argue are socialist. Like, Tell them to me. Like as you were talking, the one that came up to me that I was really hoping we'd get to talk about was, I, I don't remember where it is in the word, but where there's the people that are working and laboring and working all day. And then the people come in like the very end of work day and they get paid the same. Yeah. And so I, you and I have talked about it. And, but that was one that was taught to that's me. A, is, yeah. That's see, a good one. You work all day and the people who come in, it's equal, it's equal pay. Yeah. And that is a parable that's talking about going into heaven. Mm -hmm. Then he's saying that if you love me, you're going to work for me and work hard for me. And I still get them into heaven even yeah. at the last minute so that they will have eternal life. So it's not equated exactly to wages and pay and work. Yeah. So the construct of socialism or capitalism is it's out of context yeah. there. Okay, That's out of context because he's talking about the eternal life that hangs in the balance. But it's still not socialism because here's why. They're not, they are told what they would get mm -hmm. and they received it, mm -hmm. right? They received exactly that. Each one was told that. The reason God wants to give them that is simply because of his love. The root is the same that you see in Acts 2. It's yeah. not because it was made to be that way or it was forced to be that way. It was because there was a love of God that wanted to be made manifest, yeah. not because he had to, yeah. because he wanted to. And then the totally other, different. So you can see that is not socialist. Yeah. That's capitalist. Well, the other, that's, just, and it's good to bring up these scriptures. I yeah. want to hear them. Well, and so. the other main one that I remember being taught when socialism yeah. was being taught to me was the prodigal son and how the prodigal son looked at all that he squandered. And as soon as he came back, he was given equal, like equal things that the yeah. son who had stayed and worked had. So they again shared and had all things in common. But it goes to what you were saying a minute ago. It was motivated and backed by love. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the father saying, like, forcing anything. It was his yeah. love. And no, it, it does. It goes right back to his love. But that, again, is a forgiveness, mm -hmm. not necessarily a payment. And you'll notice there, now watch this. The son, yes, the father had, had some things. And the prodigal son now was able to receive some things. But notice his statement to the older son. To the older son, it was, everything I have is yours, mm -hmm. right? Which means, in a sense, everything that I have is not necessarily his. He already took that portion, you see? Yeah. So he said, everything I have is yours. And so it wasn't that he split the older son's inheritance. That's fun. Right? <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard you say that before. Yeah. That's what my face is right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah, so that doesn't that doesn't tell us that he split the inheritance. Yeah. He said they both had an inheritance and they were still receiving of their own inheritance. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a silly <laughs> You see, people have to stretch these things to make them fit what they want, but that's not it. So those are the three main ones that they use for mm -hmm. that, and they're all blown apart. Mm -hmm. Like it, Jesus is not a socialist. Yeah. You know, he's a capitalist. Yeah. And there's there's verses all throughout the Bible. Mm -hmm. I can show you a place where they tried socialism and God shut it down. Yeah. You can go into Genesis. Here, let's go. Let's let's read that. <laughs> Genesis eleven. Let's see where mankind tried socialism. <laughs> and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, we're not, 
we're not necessarily saying that Jesus fits under what we are in our mind say is capitalism. Capitalism is 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 capitalism's in just a, yeah. yeah. Capitalism is pulled from this. Yeah, not, we're not we're not pulling this and trying to fit it into capitalism. No, we're yeah. saying that that fits in with with what the word God says. instituted yeah. that process, mm -hmm. which is why the de devil yeah. hates it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, so, I, I just felt like we had to clarify that because yeah. I, I don't want people to think we're trying to take this and shove it into yeah. a mentality rather than w what we're talking about, capitalism. That That's all within yeah. here, and we're pulling yeah. that from this, not we're trying to fit this into that. See, another thing, even with the uh, talents where they are, they paid like a um, 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 might at the beginning of the day, they paid mm -hmm. it at the end of the day, and yeah. Kevin put in, he said they agreed on wages, that's, that's mm -hmm. contractual. Yeah. Oh, contractual. So what you actually see is socialism on the part of the worker at the beginning of the day saying, well, now you paid them more. You've got to pay me more. Mm -hmm. So they're trying to reach and take, take more than what they agreed to do. Mm -hmm. That's actually capitalism because they had a contract. Now you're trying to break a contract and and say I deserve more even though you agreed to it you agreed to it at the beginning of the day you're trying to now enforce socialism because you're trying to take more than what you agreed to you're just a bad capitalist mm -hmm. and you're mad so you want to turn it into socialism mm -hmm. okay Genesis 11 so this is the Tower of Babel mm -hmm. right and what I don't think that we realize how well we were created like how how strong and how just amazingly we were created, yeah. right? And and so this is they're they're under the curse. They're under the curse. Um, they don't have Jesus, right? They've sinned. They've fallen under the curse, and yet still look at what they're able to do. And let's read it, starting at verse eleven or first one, chapter eleven of Genesis. Now the whole earth used the same language and the same words. It came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. They said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they used brick for stone and they used tar for mortar. They said, Come, and watch this, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower whose top will reach into heaven and let us make for ourselves a name, otherwise we will be scattered abroad over the face of the whole earth. The Lord came down. Now these are the leaders that are saying this. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower with which the Son of Men had built. And they, the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have the same language. And this is what they began to do. And now nothing which, watch this statement. They're under the curse. They have sinned. They're yeah. under the curse. They don't have Jesus. But God himself says this. Behold, they are one people. They have the same language. This is what they begin to do. And now nothing which they purpose to do will be impossible for them. Mm -hmm. In other words, he made, them, he made us so well that had he not interrupted some stuff here, they'd have been able to do anything they, yeah. they decided to do. All right. Now, he says, come. Let us go down there and confuse uh, their language so that they will not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth. Now the first thing I want to address here is why did God do that? Why did he hold them back? The issue was we were made so well, if they went on 
in their sin and kept going, they would eventually destroy all of mankind. Yeah. Because they're per they had the wrong thing on the throne. You can see what was on the throne of their hearts. Let us make for ourselves. It, their thoughts were all about themselves. They were looking at themselves as the source. They weren't looking at God. And if God knew if they're allowed to continue on this track, that it'll be the destruction of mankind. Yeah. So he loved them enough to not let that occur. Like, okay, let's confuse their language. And, but this also, we should get something out of this. Mm. How well are we created if we will make for God yeah. a great name, if we will make for him a great city? Yeah. What could we do if we, you see, we, we have such an ability yeah. that I think we're unaware of, mm -hmm. right? And I, you can see it in this. So God stopped it because he loved mankind and he knew that this self, selfishness would drive them to their own destruction if he didn't intervene. Yeah. And so because he loved them, he intervened in that. Why? Simply so that because the ultimate thing was this was physical. Yeah. There was a spiritual story going on. If they destroy themselves physically before I handle the salvation spiritually, they're done. Yeah. But if I can, if I can prolong their physical a situation until I have a proper spiritual solution in Jesus, then that spiritual salvation can come in and they won't be lost for eternity. They'll, they might be lost for a period of time on the earth, but they won't lose eternity, right? So he cared more about eternal. That's why when I say if you want to get hungry and you want to have the right thoughts, you need to be eternally minded. Yeah. You, you can't just be right now minded. If you're right now minded, you're always going to make wrong decisions because yeah. we're not living in just a vapor of time on the earth. We're li literally right now living in eternity. So you have to have an eternal mindset. So, so just going back to socialism versus capitalism, capitalism, it gives a greater vehicle for the gospel to ride in than socialism or communism does. Yeah. So even if capitalism was evil at it, at, you know, because some people took advantage of it, which one is a better vehicle for the eternal? The capitalism. capitalism. So even if it was worse for me, I would still go with it because it's a better vehicle. Mm -hmm. But as it turns out, it's not only is it a better vehicle, but it's the better of the two yeah. as well. All right. So now one of the things is that you see is you see this picture of socialism here where they're making these bricks, right? And you have a picture here and you have a picture in uh, 1 Peter chapter 2. Here, as they're doing and going after themselves, they were building this tower on the backs of men. They were doing great things as the world would see great, mm -hmm. but they were doing, but you have this picture of these bricks where everybody is just another brick in the wall, yeah. right? They're just another brick in the wall, and what happens if you break a brick? You just throw it away and get a new one. Mm -hmm. Every brick has a number, mm -hmm. you know? You just, you just put another numbered brick in there, yeah. right? And that's what socialism makes. It just makes you numbers. When I went over, um, when I went over to uh, China, one of the most, you talk about crazy things to me, is I go in and on their name tag, they have their name, but right under their name is their number. Yeah. Is their number. In other words, their number, that's who they are. They're just another number, mm -hmm. right? 
And like, no, you're not just another number. Right. You're not just another number. You're not just another brick in the wall. No, you are a person made in the image and likeness of God. God has formed you as his masterpiece. Yeah. This is a picture of socialism. Whereas if you go, let's go over to 1 Peter chapter 2. You go over here and you see that this is not, you are not just another brick. Yeah. You are not just another number to God. It says uh, you are his masterpiece, yeah. that he's taken time there. And you see here in 1 Peter 2, let me get to it here. He says, verse 4, and coming to him as a living stone, which has been rejected by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God, you also as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices. And then he, he goes on to show us that just like him, we were a choice. We were choice and precious yeah. in his sight. You were chosen. You were his masterpiece. He fit you perfectly. No stone is the same. Yeah. He fit you perfectly into the house of God. Yeah. Nobody can replace you. Yeah. You, are, you are individually special. We are individually special to God. It's not socialist. It's not just another number. You are choice and precious. Yeah. You are choice and precious to God. Amen. Amen. So he says he was rejected by men, but is choice and precious in verse 4. And it says, you also, just like he was choice and precious, you also are choice and precious, yeah. a living stone. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So you're not just another brick. If you, if you get hurt and you crumble, God repairs you. Yeah. He doesn't throw you away. Mm -hmm. So see, that's the whole thought process in socialism is, hey, okay, well, Buddy filled this position and now he's gone, so we just toss him away, you know, right? That's not how it is with God. No, he cares for you. He'll let you go off. And, and he'll, but he'll love you the whole time, just like the prodigal son. He didn't go chasing after the prodigal son, but when he returned, what happened? Oh man, he was still choice. Yeah. He was still precious, right? I'm not just trying to replace you. I'm not just looking for somebody else to replace. I, you are the one that's in that place. You're yeah. the one that's fit for that place, yeah. right? You, you have a place and it is designed just for you, just for you. That's capitalism. That's capitalism. Now, see, I'll tell you, in the capitalist structure, because we got away from this, all of a sudden you had companies that said, well, we'll cut our budget if we'll just fire this person before they reach retirement. You know, used to, 20 years ago, nobody worked for three or four companies. They all worked for the same one. 20 years ago, yeah. nobody could take back every gift or everything they bought at the store and keep their receipt or keep the receipt mentality. No, you made a choice, you stuck with it. You paid for that choice. Mm -hmm. You just made better choices. Yeah. It's true. You made better choices. Mm -hmm. See, now we don't, we don't care. So see, you can see, but then all of a sudden, because we got away from this in our country, all of a sudden it became okay mm -hmm. to, hire, to fire somebody at age 60 when they were about to retire at 62 mm -hmm. and then strip them of all their retirement. It became okay and started happening. It became okay to have no loyalty. 
But see, in God, he has loyalty, and you are choice and precious, and you are his masterpiece. Yeah. That's, that's uh, uh, pure capitalism versus a corrupted capitalism. So it wasn't capitalism that's bad. It's the people running it and the love of money that yeah. does that. And when we get back to God's way of thinking and do it his way, you will see that people are important. Amen. People are important. You know? Amen. Glory to God. Yeah, God is loyal. That's good. That's right. God is very loyal. And that's the heart that we should. And let me put it this way. God has a covenant heart. Yeah. And covenant means forever. Yeah. God is a covenant person. Covenant means forever. Yeah. Right? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Did that help you? Did you, did you learn anything today? If you did, make sure that you share it. Make sure you let people know about it. And did y'all get some more out of it? Amen. Yes, Amen. It looks like it, it fits together, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. So after everything we looked at, and I'm sure that there's more places we could look, after everything we looked at, right, is this a socialist or a capitalist book? Capitalist. Is Jesus socialist or capitalist? Capitalist. Without question. Even look at the garden. Mm-hmm. Look at the Garden of Eden when they sinned. When, when Adam messed up, did God just leave him there for a good job? Hey, I know you messed up. No, he, he found a way to save them, mm -hmm. but he had to leave the garden. Mm -hmm. Things had to change based off of his decision. Yeah. Right? In socialism, it doesn't matter if you do good or bad, you still get the same stuff. That's not God's system. God's things are conditional. His love is unconditional. But, and that, that goes back to some of those stories they're trying to bring up. They're trying to mix the conditional and the unconditional. His love is unconditional, but yeah. his rewards and pay is conditional. Yeah. Pay, which is, that's the, that's the key. Pay was conditional, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Pay was contractual. Pay was conditional. His love is unconditional. So they tried, that's the, yep. see, those are deceptions that people try to do. They'll try to, they'll try to bring in and they'll try to pretend that there's only one variable, variable in that equation, but it's not. There's multiple variables. You have the unconditional love of God and you have the conditional pay. Yeah. And they're different. And when you look at the pay, it's always conditional or yeah. contractual. So, and that's the way the Lord is in his word. His love is unconditional and it's different. Yeah. It's different in that way. But it's because he chooses to. Mm -hmm. You see? Mm -hmm. So in a socialist system, if, if in a socialist system, if I have, uh, you know, can I give more? If, could I take my budget and could I up my giving by 10%? No, because I'm designated a certain amount of money. And I don't have the ability to give more because I don't have more. And I can't raise it because I'm not, I'm not based on conditions. Yeah. So I couldn't choose to. But in the kingdom, I could choose to. And in a capitalist society, I could choose to by saying, okay, I want to give 10% more. I need to go earn 10% more. Yeah. You see? Amen. What did you smile at? I was just thinking like, you know, um, in a socialist environment, you're basically tithe, your tithe is going to the government. Like, you know, a lot of your over and above is going to... The yeah. worldly system, not the kingdom. Yeah. And that opportunity to growth is I mean you can still tie in a socialistic Yeah, you know, sure. But it's just it's just that, that abundance that we're supposed to flow in is now going somewhere else. Who's who's sitting on the throne in that system? God or the government? The government. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's very simple. And, and so that's the one thing that you see is a socialist system, communist system, supplants God, you know, yeah. on the throne. Yeah. And it literally makes that the source and the idol. Yeah. Which is the very first commandment. Yeah. Have no other gods before me. Yeah. yeah. So it breaks the very first commandment, and you've got Christians who think it's right. Yeah. And that's why you want, that's why you want to take the time to be uncomfortable and hear some of those things. Yeah. And this isn't the last day we're talking about this. We're actually yeah. going to be continuing tomorrow yeah. talking about freedom. And I'm sure talking about some of these things, there are aspects of this that we haven't hit just yet, but we have more days yeah. of talking about it. So if you have questions or anything that's jumped out at you, we definitely want to hear them for sure. So let me, let me ask you, after hearing this today, if you've been on with us the whole time, uh, do you think that the Word of God and Jesus... Put it in the comments. Do you think Jesus was socialist or capitalist? Put it, Jesus, I believe Jesus was whichever one your answer is. Put it in the comments now. And uh, we love you so very much. If you would like to sow today, uh, you can go to giveww.org. Uh, all of the stuff is there. Facebook, Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, Text to Give, cryptocurrency. You can do all that stuff. It's on the screen there for you right now. And uh, let's just pray over anything that somebody may be giving. Lord, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, bless every seed that they sow. Even, Lord, if they're just sharing the broadcast, bless that. Bless it, Lord, in Jesus' name. If they're sowing any kind of finances, let it be blessed, pressed down, shaken together, overflowing into their lives. Father, we thank you for it, and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Sowing and reaping, a capitalist structure that the <laughs> Lord developed. That's, uh, I mean, you could go on and on and on. Amen. Miss Marilyn said, Jesus was a capitalist. Kelly, Jesus was a capitalist. You know, over and over and over again. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah, sowing and reaping is not socialist. It's if you, you know, to who sows much, reaps much, mm -hmm. right? That's not socialist. <laughs> I'm trying very hard the last 10 minutes to not talk because I have so much that I want to say that we could be here for a much longer time. I understand. Time. I understand. <laughs> well, we'll have some questions to answer tomorrow about freedom and why is this important? Why is it important? Because the gospel rides on the back of the system that yeah. it's in. Yeah. And you have some systems that allow more free motion and some that don't. The gospel can is easier easier. Uh, to maneuver and to get out there, which is our commission in a capitalist society than yeah. a socialist. And so not only is it better for the people, it's, it's, better, it's better for everybody around. And it's the Lord. You know, it's the Lord. It's not just Western. It's the Lord. Mm -hmm. So that's the one great thing about our country is uh, in America is literally our founding fathers most of our founding documents were based on great biblical truth. Yeah. And that's what makes it so strong. That's what makes it a thorn in the devil's side, and that's what makes me so happy. So, amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. I hate the devil, and you should too, because he's a jerk. He's a, he steals, kills, and destroys. That's the only thing he wants to do. And if he could, he'd kill you, but he can't because Jesus stripped all that from him. Amen. But uh, he would try. But how he does it today is through deception. When you look in Revelation, every time he comes in and out of the world is through deception. So when you see people operating in deception, you catch them in anything, 
You need to be wary. It's not that somebody can miss it. I can miss it. Y'all can miss it. If you miss it, it's one thing. Mm -hmm. But if you're being deceptive, that's another yeah. thing. And that's why we're talking about this. That's why you know? we're, yeah. Like exactly. a lot of people would say, that, uh, we shouldn't be talking about this in the church. But yeah. because the church hasn't been talking about this, that's how we've gotten as far yes. as we've gotten. Yeah, you know? because the church is the pillar of truth. Mm -hmm. It upholds yeah. truth. Mm -hmm. It upholds the deceptions from coming in as it stands strong mm -hmm. in this. And so yeah. we need to see these areas. So. Well, and... This is the last thing I'm going to say. I know you have a ton of stuff that you want to say. But, like, like I've seen it in, you know, in youth ministry. Yeah. Right? Like, the wor world is shoving this stuff down kids' throats. Yeah. If we don't talk about this, then our next generation of kids is yeah. going to be all they, they believe because well, the church. They've well, already done Yeah. It. Yeah. They're all, done. I mean, we have a whole generation that is literally brainwashed. My, you know I mean? When I was a youth minister up in Maine, I literally, all but one of my youth kids, and we had like 70, yeah. 80, mm -hmm. all of them are very incredibly socialist, like yeah. it, 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 all of them. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Even if their parents are capitalist, yeah. you know, like just because, yeah. because the parents, yeah. They right. didn't, they didn't teach that. They didn't have those uncomfortable conversations yeah. to let them happen, you know, so. Amen. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll answer some questions. If you have questions about freedom, about this topic, let us know. We love you so very much and uh, have a great day. Here is Abigail to wrap it all up. Hey guys, make sure you share that. Get this message out. <laughs> Sorry, buddy's running out. It distracted me. Make sure that you share this message, uh, this message, share this video so that people can see this. We got to get this word out so people can't be deceived. And so it's pretty easy. There's a share button on Facebook. But if you're on YouTube, there isn't a share button. What do I do? There is a share button. It's the little arrowy thingy. And you press it, and then there will be a, a button that says copy the link. And you can copy that link. You can share it to Facebook. You can text it to your friends. However you do with links, you can email it on Yahoo, Gmail. Get the word out however you need to. It's pretty awesome. That is one super easy way to sow into this broadcast is just by sharing. And it takes like two seconds. We love you guys. Important, important announcement. We want to personally invite you to Holy Ghost Weekend. It is happening this weekend and it is going to be life changing. So make plans to be here this weekend. Friday night. You have two days. Get your stuff in order. Get your caffeine. Get your sleep tonight. Go to bed early so you're awake. We're having prayer night on Friday night from 6 p.m. to 12 a.m. And guys, I know your flesh is telling you, holy guacamole, that is six hours long. It never feels like six hours. That time passes by so quickly because it is anointed. The Lord has told us to do it and he has made it easy and light. You are not going to want to miss it. Also, after that, we will be having soul winning Saturday. That very next day, we're going to go out and win souls just like Jesus commissions us to do. And if you've never been soul winning, that's okay. We'll be training you before we go out. It is so easy. It is not difficult at all. Once again, Jesus has told us to do it, so he has made it easy and light. 
And then the next day is Sunday, and we will be having our 10 a.m. service, but also our 4 p.m. service, which we normally don't have a 4 p.m. service, but this Sunday we do. And we're getting here early so that you don't have to worry about like, well, I have kids. I have to get them in bed at a certain time. Uh, we're getting here early so that Holy Ghost can do whatever he wants to do and get your kids in bed afterwards. <laughs> we love you guys. We are excited to see you this weekend. But then also see you tomorrow at 1130. Bye.